This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. It was absolutely gorgeous. It was a Mother's Day gift from my daughter and son-in-law, and it was, it was beautiful. While she was growing up, she and her dad would give me a, a Bradford pear or rose bush or a tree for Mother's Day. That way I could enjoy it for years. So when she married, she kept up that tradition, and I was thrilled when I received my bougainvillea. The bright pink flowers that resembled butterflies, they were astonishing to me. So I proudly displayed it on our front porch, knowing that it needed warm weather, and I carefully watched over it every day until that 4th of July when we left for the weekend to visit our children as we pulled out of the driveway I remember looking in the side mirror of the car at that beautiful pink plant sitting on our porch I was just so proud it made me happy I'd watered it well I checked the weather knowing that these plants they love hot weather so I was confident that my beautiful plant would be just fine I never worried a bit and then we returned. The first thing that I noticed was that there were no bright pink flowers on our porch, just a wilted bush. And that was 10 years ago. And ever since then, I have done everything that I can think of to make that plant flower again, just like I saw it when they gave it to me. I've researched how to grow bougainvillea in a pond indoors, and I've watched, I, I don't know, countless YouTube videos about how to care for that plant. But over the last decade, I can, I can count on two fingers the times that I've, I've seen one or two of those little pink flowers. And people tell me that it's easy to grow these plants indoors, but honestly, that's not my experience. You see, the plant, it needs to have at least six hours of sunlight, direct sunlight every day, and the soil has to be just right for those blooms to grow. My research says that it has to be stressed. And that means that it has to be almost dry to the point of wilting. And then you give it a drink and then it will produce those gorgeous flowers that I miss. Kind of the opposite of, of what I've learned about flowers. Yeah, this plant, it needs to be stressed. But, but I don't want to stress it. I mean, I'm afraid that the stress will be too much. The plant will die. This beautiful plant that reminds me of Mother's Day and my children. So I, I don't have flowers. I have been, I have been satisfied. Well, not really with a bush until yesterday. And I noticed five little pink buds. I was so excited that I took a picture. And ever since I've noticed them, I keep checking on them just to make sure that my eyes weren't playing tricks on me. But there they are, a product of stress. You see, we were out of town last weekend, and Sunday is my day to water the plants. And since we were gone, I got out of my watering routine, and I didn't water before we left. So that plant had not been watered in two weeks. It was stressed. And there those blooms were, proving that stress works. Just as I had read, stress makes flowers on this plant. The ironic thing is, I failed to water the plant because I was stressed and kind of resented that stress. So as I sat there with my cup of coffee this morning, proud as a punch, looking at those beautiful little, well, really tiny pinkish buds on my plant, I contemplated stress. 
And I had to admit the goodness that can come from it. Now, just hear me out. I, I know, I know stress is bad, right? It will ruin your health. I get that. And Jesus told us not to worry. And some of us would insert the word stress there, but that we should keep his kingdom first, seek it first, and he will provide. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. And Jesus tells us to cast our cares or anxieties on him, our stresses, for he cares for us. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7. And I'm not denying that. I'm not denying any of that. But just consider the stress that Noah had to endure while building the ark. The stress his wife and sons and daughter-in-laws had to live through. And the stress every day that they lived on the ark. Noah was a righteous man. The only righteous man on the earth at the time when everyone was thinking evil continually. Genesis chapter 6 verse 5. I mean, that must have been stressful. And I would argue that maybe the stresses that they endured gave them the strength to get on that ark and live on that ark. Gave them the understanding that led them to build an altar to the Lord when they went out from the ark. Genesis chapter 8 verse 20. And thank the Lord. And if God, if God had not asked Abram to leave everything he owned and go to a country that God didn't even name, sounds stressful, right? If Abram had not left, and if God had not asked him to do that, if he had not left and experienced the stresses and challenges that he endured, he would not have been Abraham, the Abraham that we know, the father of all nations, the seed promised for our salvation. Genesis chapter 12, verse 25. And without the stresses that David endured running from Saul for years, perhaps David wouldn't have leaned so heavily on God and shown us the depths of his heart as he walked through the valley of the shadow of death and assured us that even in those times, even in those times of stress, we can fear no evil. Psalms chapter 23. You know, if God had not allowed the Israelites to be taken into captivity every time they, they kind of went off on their own and turned away from God time and again, if, that's, if not that stress, they would never have returned to him. Nehemiah chapter 9 through 13. But they would have continued in idolatry. And if we did not read about the stress, the great drops of sweat like blood that poured from our Savior's head in that garden when he prayed for the cup to pass, Luke chapter 22, verse 44, and that our master's soul in that time was grieved as unto death, Mark chapter 13, verse 34. If we didn't know this stress happened, we'd never know what love is. What sacrificial love is. What agape love is. We never would have known that, would we? I, I know we avoid stress. Maybe that's natural. But stress is a part of life. A part we avoid because it's, it's often painful. And it's usually at a point at which we have to make hard decisions. So we do whatever we can to keep it from happening to us. And we shield stresses from our children. 
so they don't have to deal with those decisions. We even avoid conversations with our friends, our children, our family when it's stressful because those decisions put us in conflict because stress forces decisions and that then have, comes change. The listeners to Paul's sermon in Acts chapter 2, they were stressed. They realized that they crucified the Christ. The Holy Spirit says that they were pricked to their heart. They were in pain. They were stressed. And they were asking for relief. And that relief can only be found in the comfort of being a child of God. They were told, repent every one of you and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Verse 38 of Acts chapter 2. I get it. Stress can be harmful. If there is no comfort, stress can be horrible if there's no hope. But it can be good. But it can be helpful too. I mean, it causes us to make decisions to say something, to do something hopefully for the better. Because you see, the same God who tells us to cast our cares on him says that we should rejoice in trials or stresses because through these trials and temptations, we can gain patience. And through our endurance, we can be perfect and entire wanting of nothing. James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4. So I've avoided it. I know that. And probably I need to stress my bougainvillea it's supposed to be a flowering plant. And it was 10 years ago. But because of my fear, my lack of commitment, it isn't doing what it needs to do. It's just a green thorny bush. It probably needs a little stress. And you know what? I probably do too. And maybe so do you. And it is for this, for stress, for good stress that causes us to grow and to change for the better. It is for this that I bow my knees today. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.